What you think, you see, and you ultimately become. Think better, live better. Welcome to the Think Better, Live Better podcast. We're your hosts, Mark and Angel Chernoff, New York Times bestselling authors and creators of the popular blog, Mark and Angel Hack Life. Today's episode is three ways to break through when you're burning out and ready for a change. In the midst of particularly hard days, when I feel that I can't endure, I remind myself that my track record for getting through hard days is 100% so far. In fact, on my birthday many moons ago, when Google and I were both a lot younger, I Googled how to change your life when you're burning out, just to see what would come up. I had been feeling hopelessly trapped in a cycle of busyness, like I was racing around in circles every day without any meaningful progress. And it was time to find a better roadmap because I was literally getting depressed from the same old grind over and over and over again. Granted, at the time, I was working 60 hours a week, struggling with a failing business and coping with the recent deaths of two loved ones. The stress and pace of life just seemed to keep me busy from sunrise all the way to midnight pretty much every single day. And deep down, I knew I was spinning out of control. It was a circular path and it was unsustainable. As I scrolled through Google search results, I was fascinated by the overwhelming quantity of books, articles, and quotes, all designed to motivate a person to take positive action and make positive changes. Messages of, let go and move on, or be present, were plentiful. However, nothing truly clicked with me. I was looking for guidance that was like a bit more specific, right? Like guidance like, walk seven blocks down Main Street and turn right onto Sunshine Drive. Your better path begins there. Finding space to self-reflect. I continued to read and look for a new set of directions I could follow. And, and it hit me. My losses and personal turmoil had me running and hiding from my problems. I was doing an incredible job of being incredibly busy. But I had never stopped to sort out my thoughts and figure out exactly why I was doing what I was doing. My need to provide for my family and ease the pain endured from the failure and loss that I had gone through fueled a lot of mindlessness. I was using these circumstances as as excuses, really, for not sorting out my priorities. And thus, I got stuck in a cycle of futile busyness that was burning me out. I recognized that in order to truly move my life forward, I had to first step on the brakes. I had to give myself the time and space to sort things out. When I did pause, I began to think of the summer after my high school graduation. My thoughts time-traveled back to those days when I felt like the possibilities awaited me in every imaginable direction. I had been accepted to a great university, I was young and ambitious, and I was ready to conquer my dreams. But remembering this didn't make me feel better. In fact, over a decade later, trying to look back at the world through this youthful lens for more than a few minutes only made me feel more restless. The good advice I needed. Maybe it was the life lessons I was forced to learn the hard way, or the toll of pain and failure, but I had to admit to myself right then and there that the youthful world of possibility felt a whole lot more scarier and riskier this time around. I wanted to be passionate and productive again, but I didn't know how, until my wise mom gave me some really good advice. She told me that she could still see the positive, passionate young man inside me, that I needed to do some soul searching to reconnect myself to him. 
As I attempted to follow my mom's advice, I remembered that I used to have two quotes written on post-it notes that were hanging on my bedroom wall when I was a kid. The two quotes were, accept what is, let go of what was, and have faith in your journey. And don't be scared to walk alone down the path less traveled, and don't be scared to love every minute of it. So I wrote those two quotes down again, just as I remembered them, and I posted them up on the wall over my nightstand. I woke up to these quotes every morning for several years thereafter, and they helped keep me centered. I also took tiny steps day in and day out until I knew I was finally moving down the right path again. For anybody else who feels burnt out and without any real sense of how to take the next step forward, Angel and I offer the following ideas. They are simple, actionable lessons that kept me moving forward when I decided it was time for a change. And perhaps they will help you too. One, let visual reminders keep you focused and on track. You can post meaningful quotes on your bedroom wall or find a coffee mug that has a motivational message on it. Mine says, every day is an opportunity. But you can also take it a step further than that too. Few good things come easy. And when the going gets tough, we often take the easy way out, even though the easy way takes us the wrong way. To combat this, I create tangible reminders that pull me back from the brink of my weak impulses. For example, I have my laptop's desktop background set to a photo of my family, both because I love looking at them and because when work gets really tough, these photos remind me of the people I'm ultimately working for. And I'm not the only one who's successfully using this strategy. A friend of mine who has paid off almost $100,000 of debt in the past five years has a copy of his credit card balance taped to his computer monitor. It serves as a constant reminder of the debt he still wants to pay off. Another friend keeps a photo of herself when she was 90 pounds heavier on her refrigerator as a reminder of the person she never wants to be again. Think of moments when you are most likely to give in to impulses that ultimately burn you out and take you further away from what matters most to you. Then use visual reminders to interrupt the impulses and rebuild the momentum and inner passion that keeps you on the right track. Your ultimate goal is living a life uncluttered by most of the impulsive distractions people fill their lives with, leaving you with space for what truly matters. A life that isn't constant busyness, rushing, and resistance, but instead mindful contemplation, creation and connection with people and endeavors that truly matter. Number two, stop waiting for that elusive spark of passion. Even with a healthy set of visual reminders and pretty good focus, the grind will sometimes burn you out. Your body may eventually grow weary. You may lie awake some nights listening to your past regrets. You may miss your only love. You may see the world around you overcome by negativity or know your respect has been trampled on by unfriendly faces. Life happens, and there's no doubt that it can get really hard at times. That said, there is one action for daily healing and breaking through that works every time, and that is being passionate with the small task in front of you. That's the only positive effort that is never wasted. It's, it's absolutely never exhausted from even a, a tired and tortured mind. Um, and you don't have to wait either. You, can ha- you don't have to search around to find your passion outside yourself somewhere else. You can simply bring 
your passion into the very next thing that you do today. You can put your whole heart and soul into what's right in front of you. Again, though, that's easier said than done, right? Consider these questions that Angel and I recently presented in a blog post a few months back. I want to read them to you now. When was the last time you sat down or picked up the phone and had a conversation with someone you love with zero distractions and 100% focus? When was the last time that you exercised and literally put every bit of effort that you could possibly muster into it? When was the last time you truly tried, and I mean truly tried, to do your very best? Be honest with yourself right now. If you're still waiting to find something to be passionate about, you need to do the exact opposite, right? You need to put your whole heart and soul into the tiniest task that's right in front of you. I'm certain you have plenty in your life right now that's worth living for. You have people and lots of little circumstances that you're taking for granted. You have an endless reservoir of untapped potential within you, just waiting. So stop waiting. There is no next opportunity. There's only the one you have in front of you at this moment. Put your heart and soul and maybe a little gratitude into what you've got right in front of you. That is passion. Three, give things you can't control a little more space. If you want to control your animals, give them a larger pasture. That's a quote Mark and I heard at a meditation retreat recently in a group discussion focused on the power of changing your attitude about the things you can't change or don't need to change. You see, the animals in their larger pasture as a form of letting go and allowing things to be the way they are Instead of trying to tightly control something, you're loosening up, giving it more space, a larger pasture. The animals will be happier. They will roam around and do what they naturally do. And yet your needs will be met too, because you'll have more space to be at peace with the way the animals are. This same philosophy holds true for many aspects of life. Stepping back and allowing certain things to happen means these things will take care of themselves, and your needs will also be met. You will have less stress and less to do, and more time and energy to work on the things that truly matter, the things you actually can control, like your priorities, your self-care, and your attitude about everything. Ultimately, as you move forward, you want to keep in mind that one of the greatest secrets to peace and happiness is letting most situations be what they are instead of what you think they should be and then making the best of them. So Mark, what do you think about this? What kind of insight can you provide? Yeah, I mean, I think that this is, you know, this topic is incredibly important, right? Um, when we are having a tough day, when we are burning out, when we're having one of those seasons of our life where things just aren't easy or aren't going as expected, we default to patterns of thinking that t- typically are very negative, right? We, 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 we feel sorry for ourselves. We feel victimized. We want to lash out at people who have wronged us or, or, or people who aren't giving us what we expected. And none of that really is productive behavior, right? I mean, some of it can be warranted, right, uh, in life. 
we don't always get what we deserve, right? A, a lot of times we are we are shortchanged on some level. Life is hard, right? That's that's a reality. It's not always easy. That's for sure. The question is, is how are we going to respond, right? In our response is our power to circumstances that are difficult. And so, I mean, you know, what we've talked about here, you know, daily reminders, right? When I was a kid, I had those quotes hanging on my bedroom wall. And when I was going through that darker season several years back, I did the same thing again. I went right back to the daily reminders, which you can call them affirmations or prayers or whatever you want. But they were something that I needed to keep front and center, top of mind, so that even though those moments when I was struggling hard, I could look at those and it, it could give me that reminder I needed, right? It could check my perspective, keep me like focused on, okay, I need to take some steps forward, which was the next thing that we talked about, right? Bringing some passion into the moment. The moment doesn't have to be perfect. The moment doesn't have to be something wonderful. But if I put my heart and soul into it and I've got the right mindset about it, I can make it work, right? I can make it work better than it would otherwise. And so I think that like, again, this is it's simple, but it's very hard to pull off in the heat of tough moments. Yeah, absolutely. For me, you know, one of the visual reminders is actually removing my phone from our bedroom, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I no longer charge my phone in the bedroom at night. I charge it out in the living room because I don't want to get sucked into it. And, you know, you one quick check ends up hours long sucked in. That's a good point. And that's not even, that's not even about times of struggle, right? Yeah. That's just a simple thing like, hey— like if I have this in my visual space, mm -hmm. it actually takes away from my ability to be a great mom or a great wife or great human being. Yeah. You know? And, so. I, and I love the idea, too, of like being all in with passion, like not waiting for passion to not waiting to find your passion, but being passionate about what you're doing in the moment. You know, I am homeschooling our son, Mac. I homeschooled him last year and I am doing it this year. And it's like when I am with him during the school time, I'm all in. Right. I'm not trying to check work emails. I'm not trying to make plans for later on in the afternoon. I'm all in with what I'm doing in that moment. So I ask our listeners, like, what is something that you can be all in with today? Whether it's a conversation like in the examples um, where you're all in on a conversation without any distractions or even exercising, um, but bringing your full presence and passion to that moment. So I it challenge makes a world you. Of difference. Yeah. I I challenge really you to think of how can you bring passion to something you're going to do today, even if it's, you know, for five minutes. It doesn't have to be long, but be all in on that activity. Yeah. I think when we show up with, with true passion and awareness in a moment, um, it helps us do with what you talked about, too, which is let go of the things that don't matter, right? Because that's part of it. And like you said, I mean, even removing that visual distraction helped you let go of something that didn't matter so you can focus on what does, right? When you bring your whole heart and soul and full presence into a conversation with another human being, you're letting go of everything else, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're in, in some cases, you're, you're giving those other animals space so that you can focus on what matters most. And so, again, it's like it's a combination of these strategies that, you know, on an average day are very beneficial. But if we're practicing them on an average day consistently, it arms us better to handle those darker seasons and those darker days, yeah. right? And that makes all the difference because the mind is a muscle, right? It needs to be exercised just like the muscles in our body. It needs to be exercised to gain strength. And so if we aren't practicing a little bit more presence, a little bit more self-reflection, a little bit more letting go on a daily basis to focus on what matters, then when we come up on a, on a tough day, of course, we're going to crumble, right? Because we're not exercised. Our minds aren't exercised in these, these basic human positive habits, which is all they are, right? Not complicated, but not necessarily easy to be consistent with. And so, 
Yeah. I mean, none of us are above this either. I mean, Angel and I, I'll tell you right now, like she'd mentioned, you know, right? We have our little flaws. We catch mm-hmm. ourselves with our things. Um, and we try to bring ourselves back in. And it's yep. I mean, the- we reference this farm animals uh, all, all analogy all the time for ourselves with our coaching clients because it's such a great reminder that here this farmer wants to quiet down his farm animals and he thinks by, you know, yelling at them or putting them in this tight, tighter space is, is going to fix the problem. But in actuality, what fixes it is giving them more space to roam, right? right that's it. They're, they're, they're happier. You're happier because you're no longer hearing. The farmer's happier because he's no longer hearing all the noise. And it's like giving them that more space, like controlling what you can control and letting go of everything else. Remember, what you think, you see, you ultimately become. Think better, live better.